UK Report with Adam Gilchrist. Good morning, Adam. Hi, Keno. Morning. Now, the UK or the UK crisis, we could call it that too, but maybe we can call it the Ukraine crisis for this morning. An increase in the UK response. What have they now decided to do? You know, far reaching measures like taking Count Pushkin off the shelves in the UK? <laughs> Yes, refusing to buy quite so much caviar. Um, <laughs> although that said, of course, if there was a particularly good bargain going, then I'm sure we would. Uh, no, not quite that sort of stuff. Um, in theory, of course, we're completely in with whatever happens with the European Union and NATO and America as well. We're very on side with that. But um, after this whole stuff yesterday, a bit scary, wasn't it, with the shots fired at a Ukrainian base and suddenly, you know, Ukrainian forces being mobilized, worrying about whether Russians would come into eastern Ukraine and so forth. A couple of very key responses uh, from Britain. Number one, some RAF typhoons, the newest planes in the RAF armory, they're being prepared to police the skies of Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. The deal is, is that if President Putin went expansionist, and yesterday the Ukrainian interim president was comparing Putin to Hitler, okay, uh, but if he was, went expansionist, would he start eyeing up the Baltic states, which are all NATO allies? And that would be a very big deal, because in theory, therefore, NATO would have to come to the aid of Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Mm. So we have RAF typhoons going out there. And military cooperation with Russia has been suspended, which sounds like an empty thing but that's joint exercises and all kinds of uh counter deals as it were between each other you know borrowing aircraft carriers or uh, transport planes that sort of stuff but also no arms sales to moscow either so that's not just a uk thing that's spreading across the european union and nato so we could yet get full-blown economic sanctions but at the moment it's just being ramped up a little bit um, I don't think it's going to change President Putin's mind. He does not look like a bloke who's going to hand Crimea back somehow. He wrestles bears, as you said, bear-chested. Um, so, no. <laughs> I don't no. think it'll work. And by the way, the Ukrainian PM is not the only one to have called uh, Putin or said that he is a bit like Hitler. Hillary Clinton did exactly the same. Oh, did she? I, yes. I must have missed that. About I a mean, week I ago. Suppose, I suppose you could draw us small parallel with uh, Hitler taking the Sudetenland, which was long thought to have been German when it was actually in uh, Czechoslovakia at the time. But, but you know, with Crimea, did, does that quite wash? I, I'm not quite sure if we can quite go so far as Putin being Hitler, can we? Yeah, well, we'll have to see what he does next. Now, the Fat Report, a rethink on so-called killer food fat? Yeah, now there's something we all know, or at least there's something we all think we know, which is unsaturated fats are good, the kind of fats you find in um, olive oil and uh, sunflower oil, that sort of stuff, and you know, avocados, that sort of uh, fat is good. Saturated fats are bad, the kind of stuff you find in biscuits yes. and meat and cheese and so forth. We all know that. Except a Cambridge University study, which is actually a combined report on 72 studies from 18 countries around the world, it concludes there is no evidence to support the belief that if you cut the fats that are found in butter and biscuits and so forth, it can help prevent heart disease. Totally at odds with decades of advice. This report has been commissioned by the British Heart Foundation, after all, who want to know about these things. Their conclusion is that we don't have a conclusion. There is nothing to suggest that if you cut saturated fat at all, that you will be healthier in terms of your heart, certainly. So you're uh, saying I can have KFC this afternoon? Well, 
I'm, 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 what they say is that actually stuffing your face with KFC morning, noon, and night may not be the answer, but it may not be the killer thing that we're told it is. Ah. These foods get redefined. I, in my youth, I remember potatoes being being bad and then good, and then it's all about how you cook them. I think that was that was the way it goes. You know, eventually, Kina, they're going to prove that drinking whiskey and smoking are good for you, and uh, that'll be an interesting day, won't it? <laughs> I can already see the smile on your face. Now, <laughs> one for the birds, Adam. Yeah, I checked. Uh, is it silly season, uh, which usually comes in in August here? But here we have the tale of Lucky, the tawny owl. Only named Lucky after the event, I have to say. This particular owl decided he would spend the night at a railway terminal in Glasgow. But it happened to perch on the front of a train. When Lucky woke up, the train was going full pelt, heading south at 70 miles an hour, with the owl clinging on like grim death. It had his talons around the rail at the front. (laughs) Six hours later, pretty much, 300 miles or so, a wind-battered Lucky, you can imagine the sort of frozen smile on his face at this stage, a wind-battered owl (laughs) pulled into the freight yard in Northampton and was prized off the front of the train and is now recovering in an owl sanctuary. But you think, well, I suppose at least he had a load of free insect snacks on the journey. (laughs) Adam Gilchrist there with your UK report. It's 12 minutes to eight.